good is your advertising? Have you taken a good hard look at how you're spending your advertising dollars? And are you really getting your money's worth? Are you sure? Stay tuned and find out more. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation, and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. Now, today's financial institutions are in a very competitive environment. Perhaps your organization, not a FI, but you might you might also say, yeah, we're in a real competitive environment all as well. Banks have to compete with large national and regional banks, credit unions, and even other community banks, not to mention fintech companies and a lot of other entities that all of a sudden want to seem to want to, quote, bank our best, most profitable customers. Now, separate from any efforts to keep existing customers from being raided, banks must aggressively pursue new customers and businesses to join our institution. And if someone was looking for a new banking relationship, they would need to know that our organization exists, what services we offer, and why we feel they should consider us uh, to be their primary financial institution. So to achieve that end, bankers advertise. We advertise. Now, chances are, even if you're not a banker, you have a marketing department, or at least there's somebody who handles marketing for your organization. Perhaps you even have a marketing budget. But when's the last time you took a really serious look about how that budget was being spent? Is it possible that the money you spend on advertising isn't being targeted to the places where your new prospects would be in a position to see it or hear it? What percentage of your marketing budget is allocated to digital marketing, targeting those who are searching and surfing online? Further, what percentage of your budget is allocated to telling your story? Now, as a former director of a small community bank in South Georgia, I sat on the marketing committee. So that put me in regular contact with the bank staff members who were making decisions on marketing and advertising for our institution. Now, it gave me a really good close-up view of what community banks deal with from a marketing and advertising standpoint. My first takeaway was much of what we refer to as advertising is probably better called advocacy. We sponsor a little league team. We put a placard on the fence of the high school baseball field. We add our name to the football boosters, or we get a mention in the community play handbook. Now, these are all examples of advocacy, not really advertising. So does that mean that no one ever opens a new account having been exposed to your institution through that advocacy? method. Now, of course, it, it, it happens. And we do those things to show support for our local community, for nonprofits and schools. And, and it's really important that any organization support those local entities. But let's not be fooled into thinking that these are legitimate efforts to attract new prospects to our brand. So then, what are the typical non-advocacy advertising activities I would say they probably fall into the following categories. Billboards, bus stops, benches, or other kind of signage, newspaper, radio, television, direct mail, email, and social media. 
So how many of those methods of advertising is your organization currently using? Were you surprised at the last bullet? Is social media really a place for advertising? Oh yeah, you bet. It may surprise you that many organizations with very significant advertising budgets are now spending as much as 50% of those budgets on digital marketing, specifically focused on the online community related to search, search, and social, tapping into the broad reach of that social media. Now, you may think digital advertising is no different than the traditional advertising methods that I listed above, radio, newspaper, TV. But smart marketers utilize digital tools to access data and then specifically target information to those most likely to seek it. And that can be done with precision. Let me give you just one example. Suppose I want to highlight consumer lending, banking example now, consumer lending as an outreach to potential new customers. One way I might do that is to target an ad to individuals who are shopping for a car. Now, if that was a financial institution's goal, would you park a loan officer at area car lots to try and identify who was shopping? That's probably not likely because nearly everyone has location services activated on their cell phones. You can use a geofence to isolate cell numbers that enter a specific geographical area. Then the bank could geofence all the area car lots and as a result, send a targeted SMS text ad for a car loan to the cell phones of those individuals who are shopping for a new car. Now, that's just one example of many. But as that example indicates, the individuals are being uniquely selected based on an active shopping mode, something that any traditional marketing method would be hard-pressed to achieve. Still, that text to the individual at the car lot may not be viewed as particularly positive. It's a push ad, albeit a targeted one, so is there another way for a financial institution to generate prospects that it desires in a manner that would be more positively perceived? Well, there is. And it's something that let's call curated articles in storytelling. So let me give you some more backstory. People are drawn to stories, not facts, not figures, stories. Even in my new car example, someone is more likely to read an article about how a single mother with limited income secured a car that allowed her to work versus one showcasing a great rate on a car loan available at First National Bank. Frankly, banks do actually have great stories to tell. But the problem is, is that banks are not good storytellers. So our failure to tell our stories with enthusiasm or uh, even with engagement, impedes the ability to effectively market to that next generation who is much more oriented towards those stories. Millennials and Gen Zs are motivated by emotion. They want to feel good about where they shop in the companies that they engage with. And banks, although wrongly perceived, are not considered good by many young people today. And let's face it, we need those young new customers to fill up the top of the funnel as our super seniors and older baby boomers, unfortunately, pass away. Now, consider that there is a story about a millennial couple, and they're about to start a new business. And the story invokes the hardship they've experienced, struggling to make ends meet as they work to get their business off the ground. The story talks about the assistance they received with financing and business advice, which directly contributed to their success. It's just an all-around feel-good story. Now, imagine that that story is posted on your institution's website. It's your story, written 
by a professional writer and not focused on your bank in a way that feels salesy, but still evokes a strong response. The story is then further promoted to the online community in your service area. It begins to show up in feeds via Facebook, Instagram, so forth. People read the story. They like the story and subsequently share it with their friends. Maybe it starts to go viral and your company's offering is embedded in the story so readers can engage by clicking through to get to your website and get more information. Then that click better take them to a specific landing page that you set up, highlighting the company's offer and tying it into the story. Now, this type of digital marketing will likely generate better results than traditional advertising efforts because it's story-based and it's telling an authentic story. Now, I'm highlighting this idea of a professionally written article and how it's tied in and all of these links. And, and you might at this point be saying, I don't, I don't know how, how, we have no idea how to achieve that. So let me just share with you that I get it. it. It might be difficult for you to say, how in the world would I actually figure figure that out? So recently, I was introduced to a service called Props, P-R-O-P-S. So I learned about this company while I was at the ICBA conference uh, back in, in 2022. Props now provides a service that exactly mirrors the functionality that I just referenced above. They main a cache of professional writers across many different areas of expertise and interest. And professional writers know how to write a story that evokes emotion. So Props works with any organization to create professionally written articles on topics that align with the sales goals of that organization. That's step one. Step two is to take that content and post it on the organization's website, further promoting the story to a targeted digital audience. Now, it's not an exact science. So I can send a, a piece of snail mail to a specific address, but digital marketing goes where it goes. The technology and algorithms available today uh, for today's digital marketers can target the recipients with enough specificity to ensure that you're not getting responses from way outside of your, your, your organization's service area. Now, I've looked at how this works, and, and quite frankly, it kind of seems like magic, but it's real. And the response rate is significantly higher than traditional advertising. And you know that the prospects are aligned with your targeted marketing goals. Now, props is not for everyone. You're winding up making a commitment that's it's not cheap. But for any organization looking to transition into the digital age of marketing and who appreciate the need to advertise where uh, the prospects they seek are, then this might be worth exploring further. Or you may find another organization similar to Props that does uh, the same thing. So again, I have no relationship with Props. I'm not advocating uh, that you use Props. I'm simply saying that your organization may need to take a look at how it does marketing. And if getting a professional storyteller where professionally written and curated articles could then tie back to your website. And then further, uh, the effort is done to get those to kind of go viral within at least some general service area that you uh, have, whether that's just your local area or whether you're a, a business that uh, solicits uh, uh, customers from across the entire United States or even the entire world. That, that, that curated article going viral will, will have amazing results relative to any kind of TV, newspaper, radio, or other similar traditional advertising that you might do. Check it out. And above all, take a hard look 
at how you're advertising, figure out where your future customers are going to be and make sure that you're spending those dollars focused on the specific areas where they'll be reading and listening. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.